Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it's uh, again, father and son duo. Um, we're going to keep a short episode tonight, um, mainly because Dylan, you got some weather coming in and need to set that, set yourself up for it. Um, yeah, I got to do some stuff to get ready for it. So we are going to keep this kind of short and sweet, but we do need to have some talks about some things that are going on in the NFL Big time right now with some coaching hires, uh, some GM hires. Um, we still got some coaching vacancies. Um, in this episode, we will not get to the Flores lawsuit that just got dropped yesterday. Um, we will probably talk about it next week. I think we may actually have all four people on next week, which will be a good thing. Um, to, that'd be a good conversation before the Super Bowl, too, as well. So, but we are going to keep it NFL as always this week. As um, I mean, this is the big time to do it, you know. We only got one more week of it, basically, and then we're going to be switching over to other sports. So yeah, if it wasn't my if it wasn't my time restrictions, we'd get into some other sports. But yeah, but uh, let's get start out with these coaching hires. Um, you know, we had a couple of them. Uh, and the big ones, like you know, the Broncos getting Nathaniel Hackett, which is uh, the OC for the Packers, and that you know puts all those talks and things of. Aaron Rodgers going to Denver as a trade possibility. Um, so I, I don't know if how you feeling about that with Nathaniel Hackett as the coach for them. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's a good change of pace from what they've had with a lot of defensive head coaches for the last few times that they've rotated. So getting a guy who is offensive minded. Now, granted, I probably probably would have been better to have an offensive minded head coach when you drafted Drew Locke to try to prep him and get him through. But, you know, hindsight's 2020. But I think Hackett's going to be good, not because of maybe he can get Rodgers there, but I think he's going to be a good head coach for them in terms of utilizing that talent. I mean, with a half decent quarterback, he's still going to have a, a average O line, uh, nothing crazy good, but not bad. But he's going to have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, and Javante Williams, and potentially Melvin Gordon if they re-sign him. So you're going to be working with a lot of offensive weapons there. Um, so you need to probably invest in trying to get a quarterback. But whether that's Rodgers or not, I don't know. I think we talked about it last week, or I don't remember. Maybe it was off, off the podcast. But I don't think Rodgers' best bet is to go somewhere other than Green Bay. Um yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, unless we unless we like create something like yeah, going to Tennessee or like Pittsburgh even might be if they can fix the O line. But I think for Hackett, he's I think he's going to be a good head coach for for the for them. It'll be interesting. I can't remember, I don't know if he's hired as DC yet or not, but that his defensive coordinator will be important for him. He hasn't. I don't. It hasn't. I can't find anything on his DC yet. He did hire. Was it Justin Oten? the Packers tight end coach as his OC, um, which, you know, just again points that he's trying to, you know, they're trying to somehow create an environment that Aaron Rodgers wants to come to. Um, You know, it does say that, you know, you, like you just said, you know, I know Chris has said he was kind of happy with this, with this uh, hire. He's excited to see what the heel do. I'm curious to see what he'll do. Um, I don't know too much about him. I mean, I know that, you know, they've had, I mean, he's the OC for the Packers. So that's about all I know really about him. Uh, but I know he didn't really make a lot of the play calls. Um, 
So I'm just curious. It'll be a fun thing. Um, other one is is the Raiders. Uh, is it Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels? McDaniels gets his second time as a head coach. I really thought he would stick around in New England, being you know just wait for Belichick to retire. But it looks like he's going to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going back to the AFC West, which is a little weird for me in a sense. Um, I don't know too much about Dave Ziegler. Um, I know we just talked about it off. I, I you don't either, but Josh McDaniels kind of interests me um, to see what he could do with Derek Carr if you could keep Derek Carr. Um, I know that you know that'd be a nice little drop for you now that you know with Brady maybe you know Derek Carr traded to Tampa. Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> but uh, what are you thinking on Josh McDaniels as uh, trying to you know round two for a head coaching spot? Uh, I think it's a, I think it might be a good fit. Um, if I'm part of me right now is remembering, I feel like Dave Ziegler is, I want to say he was the executive VP of in new England, or he was something in new England and that's, he came over. I want to say that's right. I could be wrong. That would make Um, sense to bring over Josh McDaniels then. Yeah. So I I think it'll be a good GM coach fit um, coaching wise and, and personnel wise. I think offensively, I mean, What's what's the Patriots system known for? Great slot receiver. And there's none potentially better. I mean, there's some better. But you have Hunter Renfro, who is looks yeah. like an ascending star at probably better talent-wise than any slot receiver New England's ever had. Um, and so I think that'll be good. Derek Carr is going to be a good quarterback for them. I hope he's a good quarterback for Tampa next year. When, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think – but then he's also really good in two tight end systems. And you got Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, who showed some flashes last year. So I think there's some potential there offensively. Uh, but we'll see what they can do defensively because that like they improved a lot defensively under uh, Rich Bisaccia and this regime. Yeah. Not Bisaccia, but like Gruden and all them and what they did. They were able to improve that defense more. Um, so if they can keep that going and add some good pieces to that, then I think they'll have a good shot. I mean, they made the playoffs this year, um, but we'll see how they go this this upcoming year because the team really liked Bisaccia. So how do they respond to Josh McDaniels? So, yeah, uh, I just looked it up. Dave Ziegler was in charge of the Patriots scouting department for nine seasons, and and he was in director of player personnel. He's also going to be have complete oversight of the player personnel for the Raiders. So well, they better not they better not draft a wide receiver because the Patriots are never known for wide receiver drafts. Yeah, so I guess it's uh you know they'll just have to do that off free agency. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's could be. I think Josh McDaniels, you know, when his time in Denver wasn't the greatest, he had you know great defense, but not a great offense. And it's weird because he was an offensive minded guy. I don't know if that was because of the GM. I don't know if Tebow. I mean, it was all the Tebow time. I don't know what the reason for it, but I hope it works out better for him this time. Um, but like I said, who knows? You know, he may have to look for another you know, QB if they don't want to keep a uh, car, but I don't know why, but who knows? Um, another team we got is uh, the bears. Uh, they hired both a GM and a uh, head coach. Uh, GM is Ryan poles, Matt. And then I'm going to say this. Eberflus. Yeah. Eberflus. Um, I don't know much on either one of them. 
but I have heard good things on every show I've seen that they could be the, you know, this could be the, the you know, this could, head coach could really bring uh, Fields into the next level of his development um, and make him a better quarterback, which, I mean, is what they need. Yeah, I think, I mean, they just had the wrong Ryan and Matt in there. They had Ryan Pace and Matt, <laughs> Matt, uh, whatever his name is, Nagy. And now they got Ryan Poles and uh, Matt Eberflus in the same positions, different last names, yeah, same different, first name. Yeah. But um, I, Ryan Poles was with Kansas City, who, um, I mean, Kansas City's Kansas City. He was yeah. part of, uh, and so he's, they hopefully he he becomes his own guy and is not uh trying to be a Kansas City replica but I think Eberflus I mean Eberflus ran one of the best defenses in the NFL in Indy um I mean he had a lot more I think talent in Indy than he does and he's inheriting in Chicago but he's he's a great defensive minded head coach but the biggest hire because Eberflus obviously is a defensive coordinator and right. you have a, a, a you just have a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields and your question is well what are they going to do about him so his OC hire was insanely important and they got Luke Getzey yep. from from uh Green Bay who was the QB coach and the passing game coordinator for Aaron Rodgers granted how much he actually did because it's Aaron Rodgers who knows yeah <laughs> but but um but he worked with Aaron Rodgers he did drills he trained he he developed a game plan for Aaron Rod helped develop a game plan for Aaron Rodgers and so having him come in I think is going to be insanely helpful for Justin Fields um to so that Getzey can kind of focus on Fields uh and that offense and so I think I, I expect some good things from Chicago I mean I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs next year granted if Rodgers leaves that that north is pretty open I think the Vikings probably would take that depending on what happens with this head coach which we'll talk about in just a minute but yep. but I think I think they have a lot of good pieces here in Chicago for that yeah there's a lot of good uh pieces and I do I like I do like the fact that they hired um, Luke Getze. Um, Like you said, I don't know how much he really played a part of setting Aaron Rodgers as making him better, or if he kind of just gave Aaron, you know, hey, this is the schedule, you know, you good with it? Who knows? Um, but I think just the way that if how Aaron Rodgers prepares, maybe he can get fields to get that way, and who knows what can happen there. Um, it's just time will tell, I guess. You know, like it always does with these head coaches. The carousel this year is just running through. Um, another one that got uh, was the Giants. They went, well, actually, I'm going to go with the Vikings first. Um, it just got dropped right before we started this podcast uh, that they have picked uh, their coach. They just have to wait till after the Super Bowl to officially hire him. But they have their new GM, which is, I'm going to say this, if I say this wrong and he ever hears this, I do apologize. It's, I'm guessing, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Um, and they just hired, uh, well, uh, not officially, Kevin but they just Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Um, I don't know how I feel about either one. I don't know much about Kwesi Adolfo Mensa uh, to say anything, but Connell uh, O'Connell, I'm not sure just because of the fact that I know that he's not the play caller. Um, similar to the green to to Getsy and Green Bay and all the and uh Nathaniel Hackett and Denver. Like, how much did they actually do? Like, yeah. I mean, not to not to downplay what they did, they 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 did their jobs, but like you had Aaron Rodgers, 
you have Matthew Stafford in that offense, like, and Sean McVay's calling plays. And Sean McVay, well, that's my thing is it's Sean McVay calling the plays. It's, you got Matthew Stafford. I mean, I don't know. And I just looked it up. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa was the player personnel for the Cleveland Browns for the last two years. Which, which I think is going to be good because, I mean, if, granted, the players haven't lived up to the talent, but they've drafted well. They, they've, yeah. they've traded well. They've brought in good free agents. So that's going to be a huge hire, I think, for them. Uh, but I think I honestly do like the Kevin O'Connell hire, potential hire. Uh, it seems like it because Harbaugh is staying at Michigan. He's not going there, which was the Vikings seem to be the, the landing spot for him. And they met today and he's go, he's remaining at Michigan. Yeah, so for whatever like reason, he decided. Be, it looks like O'Connell is going to be the guy. But I think it's going to be good uh, because, I mean, think about the weapons that you get. O'Connell's been able to help scheme up Cooper Cup and and those guys and and uh, Cam yeah. Akers and that running game. So you get Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, a decent O line. I mean, Cousins is not as good as Stafford, but he's good. Uh, and so yeah, I think it, I think it could be pretty good. It'll come down, I think, to his DC hire as well because uh, their defense is the, probably their biggest weakness. Uh, and so getting some pieces, but I think the GM's going to draft and bring in some good free agents. Uh, and so it's just going to come down to scheming it up defensively, which I think they'll do. The McVay tree has a higher higher rate of putting good staff around them. Yeah, I will say that. I, you know, you see McVay and how young he is and what, but his just mindset and knowledge, you know, he has, you know, we were, we've talked about this, either on this podcast or just me and you talked about it before with his just remembering plays for, you know, five years ago, he could tell you the run that they did and all that kind of stuff. So I, I give, you know, if, if somebody sits there and says, yeah, I learned all this from McVeigh, I'll give him a shot. I would definitely look at it. Um, so that takes us though to the, the last right now filled position, which is the giants. And that's uh, they hired the GM Joe Sheen. And their head coach now is Brian. Is it Dable? Dable, yeah. Um, they, who, they brought they brought the uh, Bills Mafia. Yeah. You can't you can't. No one can see. I'm wearing my Bills Mafia shirt, so I'm throwing that up in the camera. They brought Bills Mafia to New York, is it? Or not to New York? To well, load, like to South New York. Yeah, I was gonna to say the, to the city. To to New York City, they go from Buffalo. They just they just moved down south a little bit. Um, I mean that you know. Joe Sheen was the assistant GM and Bills and Brian Dable was the OC and for the Bills. So basically they just took two pieces and brought it to the Giants thinking that, you know, maybe they can make what they did in Buffalo in New York. Um, and I don't know. Um, I, I will say this. I don't know if, you know, I know that during his press conference, Dable said that he's waiting to see what, you know, um, Danny Dimes does. I don't think he's the quarterback for the future for the Giants, but they have a lot of weapons. I just don't know if it's a weapon, enough weapons to make him look great right off the bat as a head, as a head coach. Yeah, I think for them, I think this is I think both of these hires are are amazing. I think they're both super good hires. Um because Shane, I mean, look at what the Bills built through the draft and through free agency and through trades. And you have Shane, who was the assistant GM there. Um, so he's learning under – why is there 
I can't think of their GM. And I, 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 uh, are you talking about the GM for, um, Buffalo? Um, and that then was Dable, Dable was under, um, I mean, he, he developed Josh Allen. Yeah. Like he was, he's been with Josh Allen for the last three years, turned or four years, and turned Josh Allen to what he is now, uh, and helped w- along with that process. And so I think that's going to be huge for them. I think there's a chance that, Daniel Jones can prove to be an above average quarterback in the NFL with Dable, but Dable has plausible deniability because he has one year to say, can Daniel Jones show me? And at the end of the year, if he doesn't, he can go to management and say, not my quarterback. I tried. This isn't going to work. Give me my guy. But then he also has the built-in timetable because if, if a guy says, well, after this other dude's rookie year, like he's not, amazing but look at buffalo look at the guy in buffalo how many years that take that took three years give me some time look at what i did there like i mean he's got some time i think built into his his resume because it took and so it it took two two years of of tough times for a quarterback before josh allen became josh allen in year three so i think that's going to be really good for them I can't remember who Dable brought in as the – oh, I don't think he's hired an OC yet, but it's come down to, like, Pep Hamilton, who I think would be super good there. I forget who Pep helped recently. Oh, he helped Justin Herbert in his rookie year. Pep Hamilton was the QB coach or the OC for – I think he was the QB coach for the, the Chargers, and now he's the OC in Houston. So, Pep Hamilton, there's another guy I can't remember who is coming down to, which are all good hires for the for the OC there in, in New York. So I think that's going to be really good. I do want to shout out Buffalo in the sense that they filled in their OC with Ken Dorsey. So they kept continuity on the staff with Josh Allen, which I think is huge for Josh. But then to add to that, they added they signed today QB coach Joe Brady. Uh, yeah. which I think is going to be – that's going to be really interesting to see what they come up with offensively because Brady has a good offensive mind. It didn't work in Carolina. Don't know why. I don't think it was mainly Brady's fault, but who, who knows. But I think it's going to be pretty interesting with Ken Dorsey, Joe Brady, Josh Allen. I think that's going to be a really good pairing. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how it will work. I'm curious to see what it does, if it does anything to Josh Allen's game. Um, me being uh, an Atlanta Falcons fan and seeing that, you know, we've had Matt Ryan hasn't had the same offensive coordinator for more than three seasons every year. Um, you know, the first year is always a learning curve. The second year it's, you finally get it and then they leave, you know? Um, so I'm curious to see, granted there is continuity. So that makes it a little easier, but you're going to have to change the game plan up a little bit because, you know, what if they play Dorsey's Dable? Dorsey's going to see something different than Dable. And something yeah, else, so, so it's going to be a little – it's going to be some growing pains, but I, I think Josh Allen's a good enough quarterback um, to be okay. He's going he's to mask some of those growing pains, I think, early in the season. I, his, I, his talent. I was going to say his talent, you know, maybe having to run the ball a little bit more than he wanted to or running into something that maybe he did something wrong, but it, it'll look great because he ran the ball well. I don't know. Um, he, he scrambles enough to where he can make a play and his arms, his arm talents enough to where 
even if it doesn't go the way it's supposed to, it might still work out for him. Um, that leaves us with some coaching openings still. There's about four still left. Um, the Saints, the Jags, the Texans, and the Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, I know who's been in those interviews already, but I don't know who I'd want to put with who. Um, I can say this much that there are people I like still out there. Um, and I'd love to see them with a head coaching job. I just, I'm not going to say anything too much yet. Um, I, the biggest one, I'm not going to lie. I'm, Eric Bianami needs to be a head coach somewhere. I really do feel it, but it doesn't look like it again this year. Um, but that's yeah. going to just, I, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say on those four coaching? Yeah, I, I'm interesting, interested to see what happens. I mean, the Saints interviewed, uh, have, have started interviews with, uh, I mean, they try, they already tried to interview Byron Leftwich and I think uh, Todd Bowles, which hopefully they don't go there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then they interviewed uh, Brian Flores, who we mentioned early at the top of the show. Yep. Uh, and so that'll be interesting to see if they try to hire him. I think he would be a good hire there. Um and then Houston is supposed to have a second interview with Flores. Um, so I think he'd be a good place or good in a good spot in either of those spots. Um, the Texas or the Jaguars are interesting to me uh, because they've dragged their feet really bad on this. And they've missed, I think, some good potential head coaching uh, hires. Um, I mean, they, they've expressed some interest in some guys like Biennemi, um, D'Amico Ryans, O'Connell, who's now going to be the head coach there. Um, so I'm not really sure what they're going to do. They I, I, What they need to do is fire Trent Baalke. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, and I, I've reportedly, one of the interviews that they've done with the head coach said, I will not come here unless he's fired. Um, and so – I, I hope he's fired. I mean, the fans want him fired, so there's no reason uh, I don't think he should be there. He hasn't proven anything. I mean, he drafted Trevor Lawrence. whoop de do a monkey could have drafted Trevor Lawrence. Like, that was the easiest decision you've ever had to make as a, as a, as a general manager. Yeah, I mean. Uh, but so I don't know. That's going to be a key hire. I think it's got to be someone offensive-minded uh there. And then Dalt Miami, I really don't know. With all the stuff coming out and this Brian Flores thing, um who wants to go to Miami <laughs> yeah I was about to say I was like I don't know if I'm a head coach that I want to go there um I mean I've seen you know Leslie Frazier was in there for that um who else was there uh Dan Quinn but he's staying with Dallas I mean Kellen Moore has high, has has been talked about but I don't know if I'd want to go to a team that's if this whole tanking thing came out that's your like your legacy it's not the team legacy as a head coach still your legacy you know if are we gonna lose just to lose so we could get a better pick that's i don't know about that so yeah uh, so i think the jags hires i want to see what they do um because i think it's got to be offensive that's that's my thing i think it's gonna be yeah i think for me the um when it comes to some of these hires Unless you're bringing in like a Pep Hamilton as your OC, 
someone like that. Like that. Like if you're if you're getting a defensive minded head coach, you better be bringing in big guns at offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think one of the things I like with the Saints, even though I don't like it, is Dennis Allen. I think he should stick. I think he may end up getting the Saints job, but that because that's the favorite. I think right. Yeah, I I I mean I like it just because it's continuity, but. At the same time, that just means that there's, you know, there's not like Eric Bieniemy. I mean, I'm sorry, Eric Bieniemy, Jacksonville, Byron Leftwich. I think both of those guys deserve head coaching jobs. Yeah, I, I think just don't either know. one of those guys would be good in Jacksonville and with Trevor and all those guys. I agree with what you said earlier. Brian Flores, I think someone like Brian Flores in Houston with uh with Davis Mills, or you know, if Deshaun Watson clean if thing gets cleared up or whatever. I just think now showing you know his leadership skills, both you know, a young quarterback like Davis Mills, he'll teach him. He did it with Tua. I don't know. I just I, I hope you know this whole thing doesn't affect him getting hired as a coach. But we're gonna end that on we're gonna end in this coaching stuff. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more again next week because you know some of these teams may get their other hires done. Um and next week before next week up next week's episode. Uh but the other big news which dropped officially yesterday. Um uh, there was a lot of talks and speculation over the weekend, but officially yesterday. TB12 is hanging it up. He is no longer the Bucks QB. He thanked the Bucks, didn't thank the Patriots, which has a little thing. I, I'm going to put a little jab to just because I like causing the little controversies. That's so overblown. <laughs> I know, but that's he why I'm doing had it. had a huge goodbye to them when he left two years ago and then had a, and then the big thing when he came back this year to play them. So I think, I, I, I think the big, the big reason was, was because he didn't mention craft or Belichick. So I don't know, but I like just putting the jab in. Um, he is retired. Uh, seven Super Bowl championships was, I, I saw something where he went 10. I thought it was only nine. I'm maybe missing a Super Bowl. That he lost. He went to 10. So he lost three. Yeah, he lost to Philly. That's right. That's the one I couldn't remember. I just remember the two Giants ones. So um he's never beaten Nick Foles in his career. He retires unbeaten against Nick Foles. <laughs> but uh I don't know. I'll let you take it away since he, you know, he was your quarterback. Um, you did end up loving him. Uh you know, because he gave you a Super Bowl, but um, I remember when the hire happened, you weren't too happy about it. No, I hated Tom Brady. I hated so. Tom Brady for like most of my life. Uh, couldn't stand the guy. But I did cut when when someone wins you a Super Bowl, then uh, those feelings kind of go away. <laughs> I I said earlier in this year that if Brady would have won the Super Bowl this year, I would I would cave and say he's the goat. Because I'm I'm hard nosed. I think now that I think the only sport you can maybe say there's a true goat like across generations is probably baseball. Uh, but even then, it's still whatever. So I, I I'm not really a big goat person, but uh, is what I've coming to develop at least right now in my life. 
But if Brady would have won another one, he would have been the GOAT. I would have caved him. Uh, but he didn't, so I didn't have to cave. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, Brady, I mean, what, what, I mean, he goes out on top. Like, he could win the MVP. I don't think he will, but he could win the MVP this year. Um, and he, I mean, the last touchdown pass, he threw a 50-yard dime to Mike Evans. Like, in stride, <laughs> like – so Brady could have done it for another year or two, I think. I honestly, with all the reporting over the weekend, wanted Brady to come back and to just obliterate all this retirement reporting because nothing bothered me more than, like, let the dude retire on his terms. Like, don't try to, like – like, I love Adam Schefter. I love Jeff Darlington. But, like, guys, who cares if you're out in front of the story? Like – yeah, you were you were four days ahead, and Brady hadn't even made a decision official or whatever. And you guys are out here trying to throw yourself in front to get all this praise for look. Oh, I look, I was the one that reported first that Tom Brady was going to retire. Like, part yeah. of me, really deep down, I think I sent this in the group text. Brady should have been insanely petty and just said, "You know what? I'm coming back. Forget y'all." And then what he should have done won the Super Bowl. And then on the podium said, hey, I'm done. Re- report that, Adam Schefter, and then throw the mic. Like, that's exactly what he should have done. Uh, but uh, I love how you so, said when the Super Bowl, when, you know, like, I, I I mean, hate to say it, but the Bucks team is getting depleted probably this year. It depends on what we decided quarterback. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, but, but I, the only person I really care about, there's three people I think we need to resign. Chris Godwin. Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, and Ryan Jensen. So four. There's four out of the like 10 that we have. Those are the only four we need to. And I think to Godwin's our top priority. They said that he's the Levante David of our offense. So we need to re-sign him. And then that will break my curse. So we need to sign him. So uh, and when I say my curse is every time I've ever gotten a jersey, Josh Freeman left. Doug left. Martin left. left. Uh, like everyone <laughs> left. And I got a Chris Godwin jersey this year. And I was like, I want the curse broken. So, uh, so what, but I think, I like, I thank Brady. He won us a Super Bowl. We should, if we're my, my beliefs deep down in my core, I try not to think about it too much. If Tristan Wurst and Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown play, we're in the Super Bowl. Um, and, but I can't say much, but he, he won us a Super Bowl. He changed the culture in Tampa, I think. And um, he came in and was efficient, did his job, won us a Super Bowl. That's all I could say. Enjoy retirement. So out of all the stuff, the people you said, um, I'm just kind of surprised that – are you just kind of expecting them to draft a running back in the in the draft? Because Keyshawn Vaughn right go, now – I can go into my theory on what I think we should do. Okay. I'm not going to do that yeah, right so, yeah, we, we, yeah. So um, I, I just say this. When it comes to Tom Brady, I hated him. I still hate him. What's your favorite memory? Of... Uh, I don't have one. Okay. It doesn't have anything to do with like 28 to 3? No, I'm not. That's not a favorite. Why, is, why, why would that, is that, why why would that, that be that my number... favorite memory? But why is that number stuck in my head? Yeah. You know oh, what? 28 to 3. I, I, I look at it this way. I, I sent it to you before. I sent it to you. I'll send it to you again. Um, there's a picture of Tom Brady with his rings, and each one of them has a little thing. Tuck get tuck rule, bounty gate, spy gate, all of it. All of it. Matt I will Ryan choke I, is one. 
yeah, it no, I, I think that's Kyle Shanahan picking up picking a pass play for no reason when he could just run up the ball and kick a field goal for no reason. Um yeah, we're not getting into there. But uh I will do this. I, I, the jab. I know, but I will do this because I said it to you a long time ago. We hadn't had the podcast on when Jeter retired. I give a lot of respect where respect is due. You know, Derek Jeter was, you know, respectable um, as a Yankee. I will say this. Tom Brady has earned respect. I don't like him just because I'm not supposed to. Um, I feel like, but I do respect what he has done for this game as a quarterback and as a position player, um, I would like to see him still attached to the game at some point in his life. Just don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that next year. I'm not gonna, I hope he doesn't jump in just like Drew Brees did and just go straight from playing football to, co- you know, to being an analyst. Um, I really do kind of want him to have his transition over. But I would like him to be a part of this game in some way, shape, or form in the future. Just don't know how yet. So, uh, last bit of news before we get out of here. Today is the second. That's when we record. We recorded on a Wednesday night. And this morning at 9 o'clock, it was dropped. The Washington football team is no more. So, in five years, they've changed their name three times. Um. They are now the Washington Commanders. We did talk about it in our group chat. Uh, I think the uniforms aren't the greatest. I think they look more high school than professional. Um, I don't know how I completely feel about the name with the color scheme. I don't know. Me, I said it in the group chat that I think if they got like a navy blue kind of gold, like the old St. Louis Rams uniform, I liked it more. Change the, If you're going to change the name, you can change everything about it. Um, but it is what it is. It may grow on me. Who knows? Uh, I have heard a lot of reports that a lot of teams feel like this is a good way to at least try and transition away, but who knows how it's going to all feel, you know, play out with the fans and everything else. Your thoughts. I like it. I'm in the minority though. Uh, because everyone's making a big deal about their name. They say making some, I think stupid, uh, trying to be like, oh, commies. It sounds like communist. Like, yeah, no I don't one, like that like, part. Com- I'm not. A- commie is not short for commander. No, like, no it's, one's going to. Uh, and so, like, that's not even a, a relevant thing. And so, am- like, that's that's stupid. <laughs> and so, like, the fact that's that's just I think stupid. But I like the name. I think it's fine. Uh, the jerseys I think are amazing. I like them. Uh, I like their scheme. I don't necessarily like the black helmet with the W kind of like in where it would look like a unicorn horn. Type of spot. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I don't like, but I think the uniforms look nice. I like the helmets. Uh, I, I think it's a good uniform scheme. I like it. Um, so I, I'm ex- maybe, maybe it'll endear me more to Washington now that everyone hates them. And, and I, I feel for them. I like their, I like their change. So I will say this being a military guy uh, in the coast guard, there is no way I have ever called in my 20 years of experience a commander a commie. Period. Um, it is a commander. There is no short name for a commander. Um, it's just a commander. But um I, I I don't know. Like I said, being here in you know outside of DC, 
I know fans are, you know, they were talking about it at the gym today. They didn't really like the thought process of another name change. Um, I, I do think you it's kind of funny. The Washington football team. Like you just no, I, I agree with that. But I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, they everybody sold and bought stuff as their team for the, you know, gear for the Washington football team. So now they have three different shirts for the same team in five well, years. Well, you know what? Don't get mad at the team name in the first place, and you don't have to change it. Well, like I agree with the team name of changing from the Washington Redskins, but I don't know how it took you three years to come up with Commanders when Commanders was one of the first team names that they called it three, five, actually five years ago. Well, the thing is, is if you're going to complain, beggars can't be choosers, so <laughs> suck it up. So on that note, we are done. Um, go, you know – for my son, I'm going to go and tell him, get out of here. Go do what he's got to do to stay safe. Um, we will be back next week. Next week, it is the Super Bowl. This week, it's the Pro Bowl. Watch it. Have fun with it. The skills, no cares. <laughs> yeah, the skills competitions third tomorrow night. Um, or as you listen to this, it'd be that tonight at 7. Um, that's the only thing I ever like. Uh, it's just like it's pretty much every all-star game, Pro Bowl, whatever. Everybody likes the skill stuff. They don't really care about the game. Nobody ever takes it serious. Uh, when, you should just do more skills competitions and get rid of the game. Yeah. No when, point in the game. When uh, Drew Brees does a muff punt in, an all, in, a, in a Pro Bowl, just have fun with it. You know it's not a real game. Unless Sean Taylor's going to come back and blow up the country, <laughs> like, I really don't care about this game. <laughs> but, all right, guys, uh, on that note, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.